Hey everyone, welcome to episode 191 of 15 with Randy. It's episode 191 and today the scheduling bug has once again taken us from the full team we'd been enjoying mostly since the new year began. But, you know, this isn't new. It's not even unexpected. But sometimes the schedules of four people just don't align as well as you'd hope. Our audio engineer, Tom Schneider, couldn't make it today, which is Monday as I'm recording. And tomorrow, January 28th, is my 20th anniversary wedding anniversary. So I can't make it tomorrow. So even though my wife isn't into podcasts and she doesn't listen regularly, I have to take a moment and say, Heather, I love you. And thank you for the adventures and the love of the last 20 years that you've given to me for Ellie and Emily and our family. There's still no one I'd rather be with, my best friend, my partner, and all the craziness. You are an amazing wife. You are an amazing woman. You are a fabulous and amazing mother. And you're my best friend. Here's the 20 more. All right. As always, before we begin, last week we focused on our whole life values, which at the core, we were reminded why we have values. When Jesus came to our earth, he had a single value that answered the why of all he did. From the incarnation as a baby in Bethlehem to all those years as a carpenter, from his baptism to the crucifixion, behind all his miracles and teachings, there was a value that answered the question, why? In John 6.38, Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. To do the will of God. If doing the will of God was evident in all we did because of the way we prized and we lived our lives to our values, think of the impact we could make together just as Florida Hospital Seventh-day Adventist Church or the brand new Whole Life Church coming soon to a church near you. All right, as always, if you've missed any of the previous messages or episodes along the way, you can find that and much, much more at hospitalchurch.org. It's on your mobile devices, and you can listen to the podcast anytime, Apple, Google Podcasts, streaming on Spotify, and even iHeartRadio. Pretty much anywhere you find podcasts is where you will find us. All right, on to this week, we looked at God of our whole life, our whole life metrics, And the opening uh, paragraph said, when we segment our lives into the sacred and the secular, we end up using the wrong measures. When we live an integrated whole life, then we can see the importance of measuring or having markers to let us know how we are connecting. Our church metrics relate to our whole life. This was a really interesting message in the way that it tied together our whole life strategy from two weeks ago, our whole life values from last week, and it integrated these into the metrics so that we're sure that we're growing and that we're moving forward as we implement and we connect our lives with these values and strategies. The metrics gives us a gauge as to how we're doing. It's almost like Andy had a plan with this series. Ah, crazy. Metrics is simply a set of tools that can help us monitor and just measure that progress. And when I saw this topic coming up, it made me think of rules, of legalism, um, and the ever-popular rate of sin, things designed by man, that were essentially put in place to give us hierarchy, to give us status, make us feel better about ourselves over somebody else. I mean, I might be bad, but look at that guy. At least I don't do that. Or you can't be a Christian. Christians don't act like you. Of course, I was pretty confident that my good friend Andy McDonald was not headed to any of those places. And turns out I was right. He wasn't. Instead, he framed the importance of progress around our sense of meaning and of hope. 
To see how far we've come to understand that these metrics is what marks the life of a disciple, a follower of Jesus, I liked it that Andy explained it this way. What we are saying in these four metrics is that if you were able to snap a picture of one of us who make this place our church home, that picture ideally would reveal these four whole life metrics in us. So, if you weren't there this week, you haven't heard the message yet, what are the four metrics that would identify a disciple at Whole Life Church? Well, I thought you'd never ask. They are the first mark metric identifier of a disciple at Whole Life Church would be the practice of the taking on of our mission. And we have heard that from the pulpit, we've heard it around the foyer, and we've certainly heard it here on the podcast many times, loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. Something we all know, something we've all taken hold of and made our own. The second whole life metric is that these friends of God that we're making in these lifelong friendships, that they will become corporate worshipers. They'll gather together and attend worship regularly. Why? Because we know that our friendship with God is strengthened and enhanced when we share with other friends of God. When they're all together in the same place worshiping, it definitely makes us better as a whole. Our third metric is that we believe a person who has been loved into a lifelong friendship with God is a volunteer. To be a volunteer means that I'm going to give myself away in service, but expect nothing in return. And our final whole life metric for a lifelong friend of God, a follower of Jesus, is supporting of the local church financially. We become givers. Now, these all sound pretty basic at first glance. Not easy, but basic, logical, common sense. I don't think anyone is looking at the challenge of being better lovers, worshipers, volunteers, and givers and thinking that meaningful improvement in even one area would be easy. But I think we can all agree that improvement, however slight across all four, would be a blessing to ourselves and to those who come in contact with us. Maybe there's one of the four, two of the four, three of the four. Maybe we're lucky in all the four we can make some improvement. Maybe we're really good at a couple of them and maybe we can help somebody else where they're weak and maybe they can help us and their strengths might be opposites of ours. But if we do this all together, it really starts to get you excited about what could be and, and what our what our church community could look like. And if you missed last week's message, let's just quickly review our four values or eight values. Andy, I'm still confused about this a little bit, but... Love, acceptance, forgiveness, and grace is our first value. Pair that together with taking on the mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God, and you think, man, if I can work those together, I've already taken care of one or four of our values, and I've also, if I do those well, I'm probably taking care of this first metric that I'm looking at, and I can look back at this and say, if I'm taking on that mission to love people into a lifelong friendship with God, how am I doing in these four, this or this one, love, acceptance, forgiveness, and grace? The Bible really applies to all of them. That was our second value. So as we rely on the Bible and as we study the Bible, it's going to guide all of our decisions, and it's really going to be how we're going to judge the progress of how we're doing. Our third value is worship, and that really kind of pairs along with become corporate worshipers, sharing life with others and making them lifelong friends of God and bringing them together into worship together as a family. And that's pretty powerful. When we all get together, there's something about standing next to someone and singing or being next to someone while we're praying or praying with someone or just, you know, being together at church together definitely brings us closer together. 
And then the fourth was the fourth value that is, was participation. And this really kind of applies to both the three and the four. When we participate in our church community, we'll be driven for a heart to be a volunteer. We're going to give ourselves a service. We're going to give financially to make our church and the impact that it can make in our community stronger and more filled with love because we can actually show that love through things that not just money, but the things that money can do for people that are less fortunate in our community than ourselves. So I really like the way these four metrics, as we look at them and you pair them together, if we're looking at the metrics, they, they go hand in hand. So we definitely have a gauge of how we're doing on our values. And our values is really the most important thing, because if we're really, truly living those four values, then people are going to take notice and they're going to want to be a part of that because And don't look at it maybe as religion. Just look at what you're actually saying by saying we're going to be people that love. We're going to accept people. We're going to forgive people. We're going to extend grace to people. We're going to let the Bible be our guide. We're going to get together and we're going to praise God and we're going to praise what he's done in our lives together and as a group. And then we're just going to go out and participate. We're going to go out and do things. And so when you add these all these together and you start looking at the metrics It really shows you where we're at with our values. And as we go into this new name and all that with the church, it really is exciting to think that if we're really paying attention and being intentional, the impact that we could make, it's kind of a fresh start. I mean, I know it's just a name change, but to me, it feels like it's a chance to really have a fresh start and to maybe make a difference that we didn't make before. Personally, together, we can all join together and really make a difference. All right. This week, one of our FHE takeaways asked, when will you do a self-reflection to mark your progress in becoming a lover, a worshiper, a volunteer, and a giver? I was doing a little self-reflection of my own regarding this takeaway, and I realized that self-reflecting probably doesn't happen in a one-time only checklist. Hey, how am I doing? Maybe I should just, yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. Let's not bother to go back. But rather, it should be thought about, maybe journaled about if that's your thing, definitely prayed about. And probably talked about with people that we trust, family, friends, or church community. I mean, these are the people who are themselves going to be reflecting and digesting what their progress maybe would look like or should look like or will look like as we put ourselves into the future and see that growth and as we're making steps in in positive steps in the right direction. Being that our annual church retreat is upcoming soon, February 28th through March 1st at Camp Kalakua, where we will officially launch our new Whole Life Church name. We'll be gathered in large numbers and groups and friends and family and just church community. What better time to talk about how your progress and goals are looking with your church family? That gives us just over a month to let these metrics kind of settle and simmer. We can look at how these metrics are going to help us gauge how we're doing in our values. And starting fresh with, again, with the new name and the church-wide push and unity to focus as a whole and becoming these better lovers, worshipers, volunteers, better givers. It sounds pretty cool and it sounds like a a unique opportunity that you don't get just every day where it's almost like, yes, again, it's just a name change, but it's almost a chance to take the whiteboard and wipe it all clean and start fresh and go, let's really make a united push to make this happen. So what do you think? As always, if you have a question, you have answers, or if there's something that you're going to do to use the metrics to check your values, or you've already got that in hand, something you found that works really well, we would love to hear what you have to say. So you can always send a voicemail text, 407-965-1607, or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. 
Our final thoughts this week are from the last paragraph of Andy's message. It's a little long, but I think it wrapped it up really nicely. He said, none of us lovers, worshipers, volunteers, givers are perfect all the time. But here at the Whole Life Church, speaking for the future, these are four metrics we want to practice. And this is what we're trying to produce by all our efforts in this place. From our infant class to our most senior members, from worship services to do something Sabbath, from church retreats to barn party, from musical programs to financial peace university, from greeting at the door to preaching of sermons, our efforts are about producing followers of Jesus who are lovers, worshipers, volunteers, givers. And when this happens, I believe God is pleased. And I'd have to agree with Andy. I do believe that when that happens, God is pleased. Pretty awesome. All right, this week upcoming, we will be finishing our God of Our Whole Life series with a focus, and it's the final one, on our vision. So as we move forward, getting closer and closer to becoming Whole Life Church. All right, that is going to do it for this week, but I'll remind you once again that if you haven't registered for Church Retreat 2020, February 28th through March 1st, Camp Kalakwa, it is not too late. But You don't want to wait too long because the longer you wait, the more people that are signed up, the less options, the less, the less options you have for where you might want to stay and all those good things. And even if you come up for the day on Saturday, don't forget, you do need meal tickets and they have to be purchased in advance. So even if you're just going to come for the day, you're not going to stay overnight, but you want to have access to the meals at the cafeteria. Otherwise, you're going to have to walk around with, I don't know, a bag. Borrow, see what you can find, but you got to have those tickets in advance. So if you haven't done so, no matter what you need, if it's about church retreat, swipe up in today's show notes, you'll find the link to register. And if you have any issues, as always, send an email to Tammy Sinkmoney, T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org. And I promise you she can answer or solve any question or problem you have that deals with church retreat. As always, thanks a lot for listening. Appreciate every one of you. If you enjoy the show and you feel like you have some value that comes with it, we'd appreciate it if you'd share it with your social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of those. And if you don't know how to do that, send me an email or send me a text 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. I'll walk you through it personally. I'll meet you at church and we'd appreciate it if you did that. Thanks as always for listening and have a great week.